1: All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgating, your NASCAR podcast. Well, I guess this episode I'll just say racing podcast. Uh, your NASCAR funny. Racing Wives podcast for Belly of Sports. I got once again Mike, founder of Belly of Sports, on with me in a very special episode, uh, Mike, why don't you tell the people what we're doing this week?
3: Well, first and foremost, this is like two weeks in a row. I get to be somewhat uh, a part of your <laughs> show or, or sound off. So it's nice, but, uh, but really excited because we were able to, uh, get Amber, uh, uh, what do we say? Balkan? I know we butchered it the first time. She, she corrected Balkan. us, but, uh, uh but, uh, Balkan. either way we got, we, sure. we got her, got her on the show. Uh, it was a great interview um uh from uh from racing wives uh and, and currently uh, out there looking for a sponsor as you'll hear um just a great opportunity and i'm glad to be a part of it
1: dude the second amber gets a sponsor uh i'm buying a t-shirt oh god absolutely you have to she's been awesome she's been awesome yeah uh she was it was a great interview you know we uh we talk about obviously about racing wives and then I, I, I try to dig in and be like, you know, what's, like, Samantha Bush really like? What's, You know, um, she was a really fun person. Totally open, yeah, internet. totally open. Yeah. And um, you'll have to listen to the whole thing because she sets the record straight about taking shots at the bar and the drama with Samantha Bush. Uh, for those that watched the show Racing Wives, if you didn't watch the show Racing Wives – I've just told you there was drama with her taking shots and, Samantha <laughs> and Kyle Bush. So there you go. You should listen to the whole thing anyway. Um, Cause I was like, Kyle Busch, you punk. Dale Earnhardt would have been over there smoking a cigarette and taking a shot. <laughs> so yeah, really, really fun, exciting interview coming up. Um happy. Mike set this whole thing up. So thanks again, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Right. One last thing before we get into it. All right, Mike, do you like, you like watching TV, right? Oh, yeah, you know, that's why I am uh, probably the physique that I am. Exact same. I think we got the same body types, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, too young to be this out of shape type yes. body. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, dad bod is what they call it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so, and this whole episode's TV show based, right? Because it's racing wives. So Excellent. this is like going to be my TV show episode. I don't know if you caught it, but, but tonight... Um, it's always sunny is coming back on. It's airing. Oh, South wow, no, Park's yeah. airing. Jeez. I think Crank Yankers. You remember that show? Oh God, yeah. What are they doing? All they're coming one? back, they're bringing everything. Yes. How yeah. do you take the
3: shoes? Are they just following each other?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. So, okay, at the end of this episode, um, the outro, I'm gonna put one of my old classics. I used to make these remix like songs with Chairgate or with a. Uh, it's Always Sunny because chairgating, a lot of what I do here derived from It's Always Sunny. Okay. Actually, there's like a whole story behind that. My original Loco was Charlie in the in the chair tailgating, the Eagles game. Anyway, so the end of the episode, you definitely want to listen because I'm going to have one of my classic It's Always Sunny songs. There you go. Uh, but what I wanted to ask is what would you choose, uh, South Park or It's Always Sunny?
3: I'm not gonna lie, dude. Charlie, that I mean, just going, he just is so enticing to watch. What he comes up with, I'm definitely gonna have to go with Always Sunny. Uh, nothing, not to discount South Park, but uh, I feel like, I mean, you know, you watch one. I know I'll probably get flack for this, but you watch one, you watch
1: them all. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I I think I would agree with you. I I feel like if it if you asked me like eight years ago, I would have been like South Park, no question. Uh, but it's just not the same as it used to be Always, it's yeah. always sunny it's always sunny uh, <laughs> yeah so I just wanted to cover that listen through to the end and enjoy my little uh, song that I'm going to put in for everybody to uh, recognize the greatest show being back but let's get right into it Mike what do you think? Yeah, absolutely man looking forward to it. Alright let's do it welcome on amber amber balcone am i saying that right balkan balkan yep damn we went over this before didn't we mike
2: (laughs) and mike was like say it
1: right and i was like i'm gonna say it right Uh, all good yeah it's the canadian accent that she has that's what makes it so different (laughs) (laughs) so amber thank you so much for coming on uh, I have Amber here. I got Mike, the founder of Belly Up Sports, obviously back on. I can't get rid of him, unfortunately. Yeah, stuck with him. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for coming on, Amber.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, and uh, me and Mike, you know, you know, we'll admit, as two grown men, we watched Racing Wives. Uh, so I was very it excited. My,
3: it's my guilty pleasure. Not gonna
2: lie. <laughs> Well, I mean, you do have the big NASCAR drivers on it, so why not, right?
1: Exactly. That was my thing. Like, my wife loves the show. Um, Thank God there's something to get my wife into, you know, involved in (laughs) racing. But, yeah, for me, I was like, oh, I get to see Austin Dillon and Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch. So it was definitely entertaining. Which you've had Austin
3: on the show, what, one or two times?
1: Yeah. Twice. Yeah.
3: So, so that's nice. But, but in general, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely my guilty pleasure. My wife came down the, the first night I was watching and says, what, what the hell are you watching? Yeah. And, and then she kind of sat down she's like, Oh, okay. You know, so she started watching it. So, so we kind of got hooked. So really to, I mean, you've, you're what, I guess really what I'm going to say is, you know, kind of give us our your background. I know racing's always been in your family, but was this kind of really the, the stepping stone that, at least uh, your 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 public image kind of put you out there? Or were you always kind of trending that way? You know, how, how did you begin uh, kind of, I mean, f- from point A to point B?
2: Yeah, so I grew up in Canada racing dirt. So I raced dirt go-karts, then moved on to mini sprints and 410 sprint cars and um, did pretty well at that. So I caught, actually caught the attention of the NASCAR diversity program. And before that, I really didn't even think that NASCAR was possible for me. It just seemed so far fetched from being kind of a, you know, local dirt track racer in Canada. So, um that's really kind of what opened to my my eyes to what was possible and I competed in the NASCAR Diversity Combine the first year and just getting that, you know, first little bit of it, I was like, "Damn, like I really want to do this." At the time I was in college and I got my 2-year Business degree and went back for my four year, and I kind of had an aha moment. And it was, you know, I don't want to be sitting at a desk from nine to five every day, and I don't want to be someone else. And I, (laughs) I want to, and then I, you know, said, What do you want to do, Amber? And I said, I want to race cars. There's nothing else that I can imagine doing in my life other than racing cars. And because that's what I loved, and that's what was my passion. That's that was my whole life, you know, but none of no one else in my family has made it a career you know we're all kind of just weekend dirt racers so like i said i really didn't think it was possible um but i went home that day told my parents look i'm gonna give it my best shot and and see how it works out and they said all right you know it's gonna be tough and you know we can't financially support you right and i said i know but you know i want to see what i can do so um that was i think i was that was about five years ago and um now i'm on a reality tv show
1: (laughs) (laughs) them full circle what okay so you know forgiving me forgive me for asking like some dumb questions um about your career if they sound dumb but you kind of just kind of came to the spotlight i I don't want to say out of nowhere but i didn't really know about you until the show hit um so what series were you driving in because you were doing this as a career uh even before uh the show correct correct
2: i've i've been trying to make it a career so i moved to North Carolina three just over three years ago in 2016 I had my first year on pavement first year in a stock car um and became rookie of the year uh became the first Canadian female to win an NASCAR sanctioned race and just had an awesome year and I was kind of like oh this is awesome like I'm it's my first year of pavement I'm doing well this is going to be easy I'm going to move up to the K&N series and ARCA and we'll just work my way up well it, it's definitely not easy <laughs> so um my first year I did the full season of limited late model. Then I, the next year I did one NASCAR K and race, but didn't get sponsorship for the whole year. So I just did kind of a couple one-off late model races as well. And then, um, after, winning some races, Samantha Bush actually reached out to me, um, and said, you know, we've always wanted to have a female driver at KBM. I had met her previously and briefly and kind of told her my story and how I've worked really, really hard to get here. And I don't have any family money, all of my racing I've procured through my own effort. So, um, she really it liked my drive and determination to want to make this happen. And, uh, we sat down and, and talked about the potential of me racing for KBM. And she, at the end of the day, you need sponsors to do it. You need that financial backing. So, um, around the same time is when the racing wives was doing the pilot and, um, not sure if you saw the pilot, but I wasn't in the pilot because, um, she hadn't introduced me to CMT yet. I guess a few of the wives weren't able to do the show. So that's when she brought up me to CMT and CMT interviewed me and Fortunately, they liked me, and that's kind of how I got on the show. Um, but the last couple of years as far as racing, I've just really, really struggled with sponsorship. So I've done you know, a few late mall races, a few, uh, K&N race, but my goal has been to race a full season of K&N or ARCA and just really work my way up. But as you guys know, NASCAR is really all about finances and finding those oh, yeah bringing you up. So um, I've just really, really struggled with that, and as much as frustrations that's been for me. At the same time, I might have even not even had the opportunity to be on the show if I wasn't in that lack of sponsorship. Because you know, my story is the struggle. Um, so I guess that was kind of the silver lining in it all. And
1: why do you think you've been struggling with sponsorship? Because I mean, you just you seem like a goldmine for sponsor dollars in racing. With the opportunity. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, you know, no offense or anything, but you're a very good looking girl. You're very popular on social media. You know, you're well spoken. So do you think there's a certain, you know, thing that there's a reason that you're not getting those sponsored dollars? Or do you think it's just a problem in motorsports in general right now?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's really necessarily me, but all drivers right now are having really tough time finding sponsorship. There's a lot of really talented race car drivers that are without a ride, and, and you see it even in the Cup Series. You know, people mm-hmm. fighting for those spots, and it doesn't mean they're not great drivers. It's It really all comes down to funding at the end of the day. It's the days of you getting a ride for free are very, very few and far between now. And so that's what it comes down to. And and it's not like I'm asking for a couple hundred dollars. We're asking for millions of dollars to do this. And a lot of companies think that's a big risk to spend that type of money. So I just work my butt off to try to sh- prove the return on investment, prove that, you know, invest in my journey, invest in me and let's be big together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, is it? So it's millions of dollars, even for like K and N and Arca.
2: Yeah, for a season of Arca, it's about 1.3 one point three million. Oh, Mike, two.
3: get the checkbook. Yeah, say. yeah let's just bust <laughs> it out. You know,
1: let's bust it out. Yeah, one point three. All right, we got you. We got you. Yeah. But uh so so like you were
3: talking about, you know, the pilot aired. So for the people that watch this that aren't in tune so much to the NASCAR series that don't even really realize this, the actual final episode just aired not too long ago, but this is actually a season behind. So you're, so it's technically a year behind and the pilot was what, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago, essentially what it was. Cause I, I've read different things that it was going to air. It, st- it wasn't going to air. Then they pushed back the date. And so now obviously it, it's aired. They got their whole season in, but, but technically racing terms were, were a season behind. Right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, but I believe that's how it is. So, so yeah. as you're, as you're sitting here and you're watching it and you're in, you're reliving, you're reliving all this, you know, what, what goes through your mind as you're watching these episodes Are other things that you totally forgot happened uh, that you're like, Oh man, you know, or is it just like, you know, you're just waiting for this to, to finally air to, you know, because you, you remember this, like, like the other day, you know, I, I feel like this would just be like, uh, a roller coaster of emotions watching this.
2: It definitely was, and most of it was not easy to watch. To be honest, um, it was really? tough because it's still my life right now. I still don't have a sponsor, and I'm still grinding and and fighting for that shot and that chance, and finding someone to believe in me and and want to spend their money on in racing with me. And um, another thing is, you know, you don't have complete control of how things are edited, so there's. Things and that so, you know, yeah. you, you know the, I don't really think I'm like that, but I, you know, there, there's <laughs> multiple like that as well. But um, the whole reason I did the show in the first place was because I thought it was a great opportunity to have a big, absolutely. big platform to um, gain more exposure because that's what racing is about. That's what sponsors are about is gaining that exposure. So I was really hoping that through this show, you know, maybe that one sponsor would see me and say, "Hey, I really want to get behind her. Let's sponsor her full time next year." So. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but I'm I'm hoping that call is coming, and I'm well, still for it every day.
1: Yeah. To be fair, the last episode of the season did just air, so right. yeah, I wouldn't be too nervous. I think it's gonna happen. Just out of curiosity, what's like a one race if you if uh, somebody wanted to sponsor you in like K N? Um,
2: they range between about sixty and a hundred thousand. Damn. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
2: all As, right. It's uh, not
3: and that's yeah, I mean that's like like you said, you know, it adds up real quick even if you just want to get one in there and and you know, what are the odds that, you know, you just jump into one race and have a have a great race? I mean, to really put yourself out there, you know, you want to have every opportunity you can. So, right. I mean
0: Hi, I'm Grace, and
3: I'm an Indie Vet. I'm also home from work at six and already transformed into a princess.
0: Mommy, put on your crown!
3: That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets.
2: Hi, I'm Maria.
0: And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready.
2: Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
0: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy-efficient as possible.
2: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
0: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com teamready. What's that? I th- sorry, I said absolutely.
2: Absolutely much tougher you know it's one of the very few sports that it costs money to practice so it's not like i yeah, can go yeah. on a field and throw a football and practice my skills when it even costs money to practice
1: well uh where, where do you stand with uh samantha bush are y'all still good and everything You're-
2: Oh yeah. I'm actually going to her event um tomorrow. It's their Bundle of Joy event, so I'm really excited to go and attend and uh if it wasn't for Sam, I wouldn't be on this show. If it wasn't for Sam, mm-hmm. I would have never met Kyle and got him got him coaching me and all these things. Like she's opened so many doors for me and for that I'll ever for be ever thankful and grateful for that.
1: Mike, you got a you got me that invite to her event, right? It's in the mail.
3: Yeah. Which <laughs> cool which actually it, it's funny you say that because uh there is a, a very big piece of me that uh, family, friends know, but, you know, not that I talk about it, which it's nothing to be ashamed of, but my wife and I actually, uh, we couldn't get pregnant. So we did in vitro and that's how we got our, We had our daughter. So watching the show oh, was wow. kind of an extra uh, added bonus once we realized that because I didn't know uh, that, that was their situation because I didn't follow them that close. You know, I followed the sport in general, but I didn't follow them specifically. So that was really cool. That that hit home. And I think that's why my wife took a liking to it because what they're doing is, um, you know, not to take away from racing, but, uh, but to shoot, to to have a baby through that process can be, uh, 40 to 50 to $60,000, you know, so, so, uh, but, but, uh, you know, not, not to stray too far, but, uh, there's no amount of money that could, uh, change anything uh, as far as having my daughter now so so it's awesome that you're going to the event tomorrow That that's that's really cool
2: thank you yeah th- what they do is fantastic and that's what i really like about racing wives too was you know the beginning of the season might have had a little bit more drama but towards the end of the season you really got to know who we are a little bit more and our stories and and um just a deeper look into our lives and i think that the storylines got a lot more meaningful and um relatable as the season went on
1: Okay, you were talking about how they'll edit things and there was drama. Um, I got to ask you about the situation with you taking shots with Whitney <laughs> Dillon. Okay. I mean, personally watching it, I was like, what's the big deal? I would absolutely be taking shots if I was at that. Calm like the nerves, man,
3: around all those people. Yeah.
1: What was that about? Did Were they legit mad at you, or was that just like part of the show that they're like, we need some drama?
2: Yeah, no, they were really upset. But the thing that the show doesn't show is they actually asked us. They and it was it was only one shot, and it was in like a glass, and it was yeah, and it was rosé wine. So it, what? Yeah, it was. It wasn't well, like it was tequila or anything crazy. They just had little. Th- like basically tasters of rosé and the bartender said would you would you like to try this and we, we said sure and I you know said to the girls I'm a little nervous It's is my first time around all these like big NASCAR names and I don't know anyone here and I'd like you know maybe a little drink to kind of of
1: course nervous. yes, <laughs> yes. And yeah so we took
2: we took that drink and um yeah that w- but it wasn't okay <laughs> I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna do that again that's for sure <laughs> i'm not i'm
1: not gonna lie i lost a little bit of respect for kyle there because he was like, Your <laughs> girl's over there taking shots i was like kyle you're a nascar driver you should be over there taking shots let's go
2: <laughs> i i thought it was pretty funny no no disrespect to the other ladies but um there were some comments like oh giving amber crap for taking a shot while as they all sip their alcoholic beverages <laughs> right
1: yeah i was like man y'all need it this is nascar all right let's calm down a little bit yeah so is there i mean i don't i don't know how much you
3: saw it or, or if you guys were all together a lot but is there really that big of a disconnect or maybe not a disconnect between the wives and the brand models
2: to be honest, I don't really know because I'm not at the NASCAR tracks every single day. say, right? I guess yeah, you're talking about in yeah. my own in my own world. And and that's the thing that separates me from the wives is I'm not a wife of a driver. I am the driver. So I don't see them as much as they see each other. So I don't really truly know. Um, I pretty much know as much as you guys when it comes to them. Um, yeah. when I'm with Samantha, I'm you know, I'm talking racing. When when I'm with uh, Marilyn Whitney, you know, I'm, I'm talking racing or talking shots. Sitting, you're talking shots, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't really fully know. Um, I think they're all good now. I think there was some tension there, but I, I think they're all good now. <laughs> That's
1: good. Yeah. I mean, also one thing about this show, you know, I just finished actually the last episode, uh, tonight. And when you were out on the track practicing, um, and Kyle Busch is in his car giving you pointers on, like, how to take a line on that track. And I was like, I mean, you can't afford to pay for instructions oh, yeah. like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that I'm not going to lie. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. Like, I went home that day, and I was like, Mom, like, this was the best day. Like, I literally was being coached by Kyle Busch, and... I listened to everything he said. Like if there was a yeah. test on what he said, I could have told you exactly what he said. Um, I, my mom's like, wow, I can't believe you took all that information in that quick. Cause he was just firing it out to me. And um, my mom's like, I can't believe you took all that information and you applied it. And that's the one good thing about him being there and kind of seeing what I could do is the one thing I'm really confident in my ability is, is when, a crew chief gives me information and tells me what to do to listen to it and apply it to the track. So if he says, "Enter the corner higher," you enter the corner higher," where sometimes drivers have a hard time listening to what the crew chief is telling them to do on the track. So I hope that I showed him that day that I understand well, I understand what it means to correct lines as a driver and make the proper changes to be better.
1: Yeah, I mean. That's kind of like, you know, being at a basketball court and LeBron James coming up and giving you pointers on your game. Yeah. I mean, that, that's incredible. I was like, man, I'm very jealous right now. And then, <laughs> uh, obviously, during – what did you qualify? I know you were disappointed with the qualification. What was Oh,
2: uh, I think it was, like, 21st or something. Okay. There like, there was a lot – I think there was, like, 36 cars or 38 cars yeah like
1: I, I couldn't remember what you qualified you were just like oh man i'm disappointed well, I I got the race. That.
2: because during the practice i qualified a 10th faster than the pole last year oh. so i was like oh i got this in the bag like yeah. i was super confident but i've there's no qualifying dirt track racing so i've never been the greatest qualifier like it took me till the end of the year to get my first pole um my first year on pavement so I've, that's always been a struggle of mine is qualifying i'm slowly getting better but when that happened i was like oh, i just i know i'm so much better than this this is it was really frustrating Right.
1: okay and then obviously the race happens and um you wreck but I was, what, like, what happened? Did you just get loose? I saw sparks coming up under your car.
2: Yeah, okay, so what happened, and this actually made me feel better about qualifying, too, because we qualify and race with the same set of tires. So my right front, they had the wrong valve stem in, or it was broken, and so the right front never gained any air. So my car like, would not turn. It, it it felt really, like, I came on the radio, I was like, it's really tight, it's really tight, I can't turn, I can't turn, and they're like, just keep going, it'll get better, but it never got better, so that's why my qualifying time was so bad, because I didn't have any right front pressure, and mm-hmm. then with the same with the actual race. I wasn't moving forward. Like, I was kind of just staying in the same spot, and I'm like, this is weird. I know I'm way faster than this. And I kept saying, guys, it's so tight, it's not going to turn, it's not going to turn. And they said, just keep going, the tire pressure will build up, and and you'll be better. And then it got to a point where the tire just blew completely, and that, that's okay. It ended up in the wall.
1: Okay. Yeah, I saw, like, sparks fly. Yeah. And then you just go into a wall, and I was like, wait. And they didn't really, like, explain it much, and I was like, but... Right what happened
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so that, that's what happened there was no right front tire pressure so I had a flat right front tire the whole time and it was dragging up okay. why you see sparks and you you could tell something was wrong with the car yeah. um I, I don't know how much the tv showed I can't can't really remember but being there you, you could tell something was up um and it, it was just it was so unfortunate it happened that way
1: and so you're going to this event tomorrow with the Bushes. Um, so are you driving for KBM, or do you need to go find sponsor
2: money first? I need to find sponsor money first. Um, I did two races within this year, the first race. Uh, what did Was really going good in practice, was P2 in practice, and got crashed out. Um, and the second race, was, um, I think I finished 13th out of oh nice uh 29 cars or, was
1: that in or, the super lates or
2: you know, yeah that was in the super late mall so that was my, okay. my my second super late mall race um and but that's all i had the basically the first race they felt really bad about how everything went down and kind of gave me a really good deal on it and then the second race uh i had a sponsored tavia they sponsored me that car which is a uh you actually saw it in the show. They're a feminine product company. That's They're what I thought, yeah. giving back to girls in school. They're a really great company. Um, but then since then, I just haven't had any sponsorship. So I've uh, just been looking for sponsors. And right now, I'm focused on getting uh, sponsors for 2020 season.
1: Well, hopefully this podcast helps. Um, I mean, uh, you know, that's if me and Mike don't bust out that 1.3 real quick.
3: <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, what What if we three like – you know, some free stickers. Could you just slap them <laughs> on the
1: car and be called even? You hey, guys, is that can, how that if works? If you guys
2: can get me a sponsor from this podcast, absolutely. I'll put that sticker okay. on Hey, I'll hold
1: <laughs> you do that. I'm gonna start hey. like, hey, I make, I make, uh, sale phone calls. I'm gonna start calling. Yeah, we're people. on,
3: we're on the up and up. We may, uh, <laughs> we may come off, uh, small, but we're definitely mighty. We're, we're, we're slowly making contacts in the industry, which, uh, well, honestly, not not to lie, we've been pretty lucky, you know. Are you familiar? You talked about, obviously, ARCA and stuff like that. Are you familiar with any of the drivers or teams? Or are you just, in general, just saying, you know, hey, I just want a chance at any opportunity?
2: Oh, no, I'm definitely familiar with them. I've spoke to quite a few teams, and I do my research before, you know, talking to these guys. And I pay attention to who's running up front and uh, what teams seems are doing. Like the same guys in ARCA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I want to be with the top tier team because I want to win races.
1: Venturini.
2: Venturini DGR is really good. Um, I think those are kind of your top people. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We've been—I've been interviewing Michael Self and Christian Eckes a lot. Um, those guys are really cool, actually.
2: Yeah, actually, I actually haven't oh. met them, but they've definitely been doing well on the racetrack.
1: Yeah, and yeah, they're really cool guys.
3: But just in general, like we said, um, we'll, we can start wrapping this up. We don't want to keep you too long. Um, in in general, watching watching the whole NASCAR wives, you being a part of that, uh, I definitely feel uh, like Rattlesnake said here. You know, uh, you know the actual episodes just finished up. So so with what what you're doing, um, the work you're putting in, I definitely I can see a future. You know, just based off of not that I'm some kind of NASCAR uh, analyst or anything, but but I think you're working hard at it. I think you're you've got the you've got the right uh, I don't even know how you want to say. It. I mean, you've got the right connections. That you definitely just just need to get out there, get the money, and then you definitely be able to show them show them what you're you're made of. And it definitely be cool, you know, uh, to to get this episode out there, uh, let people hear. it. And you know uh, you know as you said, you're pretty much done for the season. You know, preparing for two, our 2020. So hopefully, uh, we can help, you know, get you out there and, and get you a sponsor and that'd be cool, you know, to, to kind of be a part of, of your growth and watch you kind of take off.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. And and thank you for saying that. Honestly, it's, it's tough to kind of keep positive every day, you know, when you're, you're fighting a, a big battle with, with this amount of money, but, uh, Naturally, I'm impatient because I'm race car so I want everything to happen right away. Yeah. But you guys are right. You know, it, it did just air, so I'm I'm gonna keep positive and continue to work on it, and hopefully, uh, everything comes together, and I can come back on your show and, and announce a big partnership.
1: Well, um, we would we love that. <laughs> most importantly, is there gonna be a season two?
2: That I do not know yet. It um it's in the talks. We're talking about it, but uh, nothing official yet.
1: Okay, and. When I tweet this episode out, Amber, are you gonna retweet it?
2: hundred <laughs> percent. All
1: right. That's the that's question the I always ask. That's that's the main <laughs> yeah. thing.
3: We, we, yeah, we've been lucky. Yeah, the people that you the people that you've uh, had on, big name, you know, whatever, they've all supported us. We supported them. So that's that's kind of what it's all about. Uh, as we grow, we definitely want to want to help everybody else. Even well, though, Austin, you know, most Austin people didn't retweet us, my yeah.
1: episode uh, with him, but they
3: did end up retweeting. the But
1: picture, so. RCR <laughs> did it, so I was like, all right, fine. But I still got beef. <laughs> if you see Whitney, be like, hey, uh, I was on this podcast. He's got beef with y'all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, but, uh, go, by I a- really appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate every type of platform I can be on to share my story and and share the search for sponsorship.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. We'll definitely and, and we hope that, yeah, that you definitely be uh, uh, become a friend of the company and the show. So, uh, with that being said, I'll, I'll let uh,
1: Rattlesnake take us out from here. All right, Aunt Amber, Mike, thanks for coming on, y'all. Uh, we will see y'all again next week.
2: All right, thank Bye. you.
1: Peace.
0: I'm relaxing, I'm getting blackout drunk, and you're leaving me alone. Beer me, baby. On me. You
1: must be wasted, dude. 24 beers by yourself. And I'm very wasted. <laughs>
0: wasted. I'm tired of people telling me what I can't do. This is that can't gonna play I never felt more alive in my life. Bear me, baby. Let's have 15 beers right now.
2: I'm not an alcoholic, actually.